What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Hollywood Already Did It, your weekly movie podcast for shows that have been rebooted, remade, sequelized, or otherwise not the first in the series or franchise, and why we keep going back to these wells. There's just so many of them. As always, I'm your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And uh, evil dies tonight. Or does it? <laughs> Could it ever die? All these questions and more tonight on 60 Minutes. Can Evil Die? Halloween <laughs> Kills, the sequel, the 2018 Halloween requel that is, you know, the now fifth timeline of the Michael Myers universe. You've got your sacred timeline, which will be our original sequels. One, two, three, four, five, and six. You've got your Season of the Witch World, just Halloween three. You've got your Rob Zombie movies. You've got your H2O and Resurrection. And we are here for the fifth world. <laughs> I didn't think that Michael Myers would be the next, like, maybe a multiverse. Let's do a multiverse. Of, yeah. <laughs> Get them all in there. <laughs> but here we are. You only need to see two movies to see this one, but it is egregious how many you can ignore. Yeah. But it's here now, Halloween Kills, the highly anticipated sequel, the middle movie of a known trilogy for Halloween Ends next year, debuted in theaters and on Peacock. Terrence, what did you think of Halloween Kills? Uh, yeah, so I saw this in the theaters. I opted out of the Peacock experience, even though I have it. Uh, although I guess anybody could, you can watch this for free if you just download Peacock. Uh, I went to the theater and watched it and um, it's sort of a mixed bag for me. I really enjoyed, I hate these titles being the same. I really enjoyed the previous entry to the 2018 Halloween um, quite a bit. Like I liked it a lot. This one, it was the first act of it is really herky for me. It does this thing where it creates a lot of found footage or past footage of flashbacks and like let's recreate this and this this stuff's always been known or always been around and kind of does that it's a pet peeve of mine um but if it can be done well I don't mind it all the time this one because it's spliced in so oddly it just feels weird because I feel like this this movie would have done a bit a bit better for me had it just picked up right where the last one ended where we had the, the ladies on the back of the, the truck going to the hospital I feel like that would have been a better pickup. Uh, but overall, I thought, I know a lot of people had complaints about the body count for the 2018 Halloween. This one definitely makes up for that <laughs> in droves. Which is silly because in the first John Carpenter's Halloween, he kills, I believe, five three, people. I think there are, well, we find out in this that is probably about three or four because some people who were believed to have been gone are that made it through, but yes. And so in the beginning of David Gordon Green's you hear him, to, they, they're talking about, oh, these five murders, this massacre. And I was like, the, Michael Myers, in this movie that y'all said the body count is lower, kills like twice that many people before he's even in the second act. Correct. I know a lot of it was off camera, but guess what? Halloween was also the goreless, bloodless movie. This was the whole point, was to pull your eye to one side of the camera and scare you at the other end with tension and moments. There's not a lot of blood and gore. The camera tricks were, and, and the way that things were shot was sort of the selling point for that, that Carpenter Halloween. Um, and so the body count never was a thing that really mattered in this, in this series, which is why I was like, why is this all of a sudden a thing here? Most horror movies, I think, have smaller body counts than people realize. I, I agree. 
Um, I'm more often watching myself being like, oh, yeah, there's like three deaths here. It's right. Um, and typically, typically not main characters. Like, I mean, a lot of the stuff that exists for the Scream franchise, as long as it has, you're like, well, these people, people keep making it through. And you're like, oh, yeah, because only three other people have died and it has, happens to not be them. But for this one, the body count is excessively high. It's nuts. Um, they completely turn it on. And it, there's some cool deaths. There are some, this one, unlike the Carpenter one, does start showing you a lot. Sometimes it's a bit, it's just one of those weird things where they show you gore and show you everything. You're like, cool for the first four times. It's like, this is pretty cool. And toward the back end, it'd be like, guys, you have desensitized me to any type of surprise from these gory deaths. I am no longer am that amazed by by the death. So it, it, it runs its course towards the back end, but it's still fun. Like that's Michael Myers himself is still fun. But I think the trick was to make the body count so high that it made me, or made, try to pay people to ignore that this script is really paper thin, um, which it sucks to be the middle, the branching bridge between, for the trilogy, there's not a lot that happens here that moves the franchise forward one way or the other. I think there's a pretty cool concept of how does a, a person who has created murder in, on a town, how does the town people affect, how does that affect the town people? How does that make their mentality? I think there's a cool concept being played there. I just think it's played real ham-fisted and we'll get into the whole evil dies tonight mob mentality thing that I just, I don't think works at all in this film. And I think that the ending of this movie is terrible. <laughs> um, I think it, it is God awful. Uh, and I don't mean the actual final part. I just mean the, the, the sequence where the mob meets Michael Myers. It does not play well. I don't know what the hell they were going for. It does not work for me. And so all in all, it's a, sort of a mixed bag, which I think the previous film did a lot better. Just character moments with both Lori and, and Michael, whereas this movie is like Michael just murdering a ton of people. And Lori is on the shelf for a good majority of this film. Yes, I completely agree. I, I felt the same way. Now, when I was in the theater and my Dolby surround sound and leaning back with my popcorn and shaking in the seat, I loved the ride. But like a good roller coaster, I got off the ride and was like, ah, that was fun. And that's kind of all for us. <laughs> uh, I agree. We get into some really interesting ideas about trauma and who it affects and who is Michael Myers and what is he after and what motivates him, which are all questions that have been explored and have ruined the franchise <laughs> in the past. Because I, I go back like the filmmakers, the first Halloween movie where he's just kind of a guy who's strong and then we shoot him six times, he falls and he's gone. And that's a great, scary, weird ending. And we get all this, who's the boogeyman? What is the boogeyman? It's a ghost. Loomis then goes, it was the boogeyman. It's a very interesting tense moment with the idea that it would be an anthology series and we would never come back here. Then we came back in Halloween 2, which I think is a really good movie, but I think all the ideas in it may have poisoned everything we try to do with this franchise. We start to get into the paganism in that movie. We start yeah. to get into, uh, oh, he's so much more and he's ascending into something. Correct. And I'm like, well, now we're getting into this like, unanswerable questions and the, the answers are never satisfying no because in our one timeline we end up in the producers cut of six with pagan rocks and there's rituals and he's being revived under the bridge in five and we're passing evil like it's a virus onto this girl but we're not really exploring what that means 
And then in like Halloween H2O, it, it's a lot of like internalized, oh, I just tried to forget. I don't want to right. admit who I am. And then we cut his head off. Then we do all the weird nonsense in Resurrection, which is not even worth talking about. Nope. Season of the Witch doesn't have Michael Myers. And then we're here where, you know, we see in the first Halloween, a, a woman ready to fight back against her trauma. She's ready. She's prepared. She wants to do it. This is part of the healing process. And then the fear comes from almost over-preparation. There's a lot of fear in that movie of just like, is there overreactions? Are we not listening? Are we ready? What happens when you don't listen to the only person who actually knows what they're talking about? Right. It's almost scarier in that way. And you have a family who feels like their their mother has lost her mind because this thing has been gone for 40 my entire lifetime i have no idea what you're talking about everything's fine mom stop being overprepared. like that, those are fun things to sort of play with and expound upon which i think that for that 2018 film does a really good job of and then you get into all the like the traps and these doors and this and it's great yeah it's something we hadn't done in the franchise and there was enough money behind it to really make you look at it and then we get here and we, we spend a lot of time, we're sort of back to some of the, the Gordon Green stuff. If you didn't like the silly jokes and the silly moments, you're not going to like them now. No. And some of it is just a little bit much. Like it didn't really bother me in 2018. You had small moments of, oh, there's peanut butter on my penis. Where I was like, yeah, we don't need this. This is just stupid. But in this movie, it's almost always like before someone dies. It's typically, it, it, it's typically, and it bothered me, it's typically when they're introducing, because we don't get any type of connection to the people, most of the people that, that Michael kills because the body count's so high. So they'll introduce these people and make sort of stereotypes or caricatures of people and they do it in these little insanely not funny, jokey ways that you're like, I, okay, I guess. Right. And I, you know, I actually didn't mind going back to the first Halloween night and seeing these threads. It was, there's enough in the first movie that I didn't know that we needed to be like, oh, but it also gave us a sense of what this timeline's Halloween 2 would have been. And that, that's an interesting enough idea. And I was like, I kind of like, oh, he shoots his partner and he's traumatized about that. And now we have two characters stuck in the hospital saying it's their fault. And then you kind of get into this weird stuff. It's about the house and what is he looking at? And he was staring one day he snapped. And these were all such interesting pins to put up and we never knocked them down. Right. There was never any payoff to like, well, he goes home. I was like, oh, well, if he goes home, let's just board up the doors and windows right. and leave, burn the house down. <laughs> yeah. Burn it all to the ground. Because he's nowhere to go. He's just aimless yeah. person. Yeah, he's yeah. just, yeah, we don't, need to, we don't need to do this anymore. We can just... <laughs> Burn it up. It's abandoned. No one goes into the Mike Myers house. He wants yeah. to stand up there and look at the window for the rest of his life. Great. Sure. <laughs> Let's let him do it. I don't care. Uh, just don't go in that house. Yeah. Uh, very simple. The people would do it. But then you, you, yeah, this mob mentality stuff that was also a really interesting idea, but it doesn't get very deep beyond we think that's Michael. Let's chase this guy till he jumps out a window. Yeah. We're just chanting and chanting and chanting. We don't really grow these characters very much. It it feels like the B-side of Halloween 2018. And I just don't believe that we're setting up any pins because, you know, we talked a little bit last week about like, oh, the send-off for our heroes and this 
allowance to die, your James Bond, your Tony Stark, your Logan. And I'm getting the sense that that's where we're getting with these horror movies. We have Scream 5 coming up. We have this Halloween franchise. The rights are seeming to be settled for Jason. I was like, is it time to say goodbye to our heroes and villains in these worlds too? And I was like, oh, well, this, what a great place to continue that conversation. But I'm starting to wonder, can you give a horror hero a proper send-off? What does that even look like? Because they have to survive. Right. Giving people permission to die in our hero movies. In theory here, we should be giving them permission to live. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know how you, I don't know how you give a hero or a villain a send-off, but what's... the problem is I don't think this film had a, a message or a point. And I, and I definitely don't think it was intent on necessarily bridging to whatever they, they did for whatever they're planning to do for ends, especially now that I kind of have an idea. We'll talk about at the end what they plan to do with ends. It's clear that there's, there was no clear direction to connect these films as, as well as I think they, they, they're pretending to be. Um, I feel like that first film, 2018, Halloween could have ended and been the perfect sort of culmination and wrap up. Like we're like, all right, cool. They got Michael and he's gone. Because at that point we're still under the belief that he is flesh and blood. He's just an old man. He's still insane, but he is still flesh and blood and you can, you can do something. This film is trying to do that same. It's starting to borrow some of the same things that the, the original timeline did, where it's like, cool, now we're going to make him bigger than life. And so then my point is, well, then why are we here? The only thing that you are really doing different is you're not saying that they're related, which- Which sure. I'd like. Yeah. I like that. Oh, no, I, 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 I like them yes. not being related. I agree. Uh, yeah, it is weird. Cause I, I do wonder why are we here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people do. And we looked at the 2018 one as this, to that same kind of idea of like these send-offs. I was like, well, that was the send-off. She was ready, Laurie Strode was ready. She defeated evil. She can now go live and her family can live. And then we just kept making the movies. So we didn't really do it. Right. And now you're almost telling her, hey, all that prepar- all that for a drop of blood is almost what Karen says to her. Yeah. Like, who cares? And then you get into this other like kind of weird, like, oh, well, it's about the house and he doesn't care about you, Laurie. And a part of me is like, well, that, that almost, I feel like would hurt her mm-hmm. if, that it becomes random which is almost scarier. That's what the original fear was in Halloween. But we're not really doing that anymore. So all of these threads from 2018 are seemingly dropped. We're not talking about him talking anymore Mm -hmm. or the inability to speak or whatever he said to that old doctor. We sort of quickly address him and then do my biggest pet peeve in a movie where everyone has half the information. And I was like, this granddaughter needs to sit Judy Greer down and say, it is not about, she is not coming to the hospital. He is going home because I know that because I was talking, I was like, everybody needs to get on the same page. Just like, right, let everyone stop for a minute, listen to each other, give everybody each other the facts and like, he's not coming here. We're trying uh, a little too hard to do Empire Strikes Back, Guardians 2 and break by the, separating teams the team. We're doing a little too much of that. But yeah, like, why are we here? And the first thing I hit with was, we've never explored, well, we have. We, we have never explored in the, this multiverse version of it, yes. what the trauma does to the community. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, well, this is very interesting. We're gonna get into this like, oh, this small neighborhood where nothing happens, but something happened, which is like every horror monster movie is yeah. the 
small town of the Midwest or the South, and then the monster shows up or the killer shows up and it defines the neighborhood forever. We've all heard the true crime podcasts. Mm -hmm. So we do that here to only have this guy who we're barely introduced to, everyone think he's Michael because he was in a car but the man is like two feet shorter than Michael. Okay, it bothered the shit out of me. I'm like, you guys have seen photos of this person. Tommy, you alone have seen this person firsthand. How do you how do you even remotely close to thinking that person is 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 Michael? Like how? That's yeah, that's how I felt. I was like, everybody knows this guy. Lori knows him. Judy Greer knows him. Everybody has seen Michael Myers. And now we're all freaking out. And I'm sure that that's part of the point of like the right. mob mentality can focus on the wrong thing. And Blind everyone's yourself. so focused on yeah. getting him that they don't care if they're right or wrong. But we never slowed down enough in the hospital to do anything with that. Yeah, It feels like we're just shooting B-roll of a music video where people are running through a hospital. And then like the people who should be sane, the doctors, the cop, all get involved in this. And I was like, there's no voice of reason. That's the, yeah, there's, there's no, no voice one, of reason. You get, Ju- I was you like, get Judy doing it, but it's it, it, it's too late at that point because the, the, the top has already been taken off of this thing. Yeah, I was like, this cop needs to pull out a gun and shoot up at right. like a stereotypical moment. We've knocked Lori Strode, the survivor down. She should be the hero of this town. And when she falls, everyone should have stopped. Agreed. Like we, they, there wasn't really any control in the chaos. Yeah. And I think of other like mob mentality moments in movies, and it's always a little slower because the mob is enough. Even in, like you go back to the original Frankenstein, right? This was the first mob mentality. It's like the monsters, not him. It's the people, and look at what this does. And he's actually like, why aren't we going back to that? Right. We did that in black and white. <laughs> yeah. And it was way more effective than this was. And we're just chanting over and over. And you get the sense that they almost added more of that in the last two years to be like, see, it's what? like us. Yeah. And I'm like, but it's not. Yeah. It, I see what you're going for. But it's it's you're handling this incorrectly. It feels very ham-fisted and cheesy. Here's what's funny because I, I thought it was working at the very beginning when when Tommy does his deliverance his in the bar when he tells the story and they, they all sort of come together. I was like, this is this is good. We're on to something here. And then from that point it de-evolves the entire time. We get we get shots of Tommy going around to random people be like, let's let's get together, let's do this. And I'm like who are these people? How, where, where are you coming? Where, where is this connection coming from? Like, you're just finding people off the street, like, hey, you, you look like you could probably be in a mob with me. Let's go ahead and join forces together. And none of it. Well, yeah, he like drives through the street and he's like, if you can fight, join me. And if not, go home. Some of the like, worst dialogue I've ever what? heard in my entire, I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> yeah, I was like, it, but there's so much about this movie I enjoy and it's mostly the kills and Michael and everything yes. else. I'm like, the further I get away from it, the more I'm like, God, I really just hope that we're setting up for something awesome. And I don't believe that we are. So I don't know if you've heard this and this is when I was like, oh, they really don't know what they're doing with this. Apparently the Halloween, Halloween ends is going to have a time jump and be five years into the future and deal with real life stuff, pandemic. So the pandemic will be a part of it and it'll be post-pandemic is where the next Halloween takes place. And I'm like, why? 
Yeah, I don't know that I need that. I don't know that because, yeah, I heard that too. We're going to get into misinformation and fake news. And, and I was like, but isn't almost every story dealing with misinformation? Right. Isn't this movie dealing with misinformation? Don't we have a mob that all believes one thing and they are misinformed? Correct. Don't we have a family who's not listening to their the, to the, the, matriarch to the matriarch of their who, family? Who's been through all of this? Or do yeah. we not already have? Like this is the whole thing is fake news. <laughs> Every horror movie is like the ring tape doesn't do the ring stuff. <laughs> the Ouija board is not filled with a demon. Every yeah. movie is misinformation all the time, and all that's the, just how we horror start movies this work. franchise with. Well, I heard that they were siblings, and I heard they 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 call all of that misinformation. Like we're also by the time this comes out, we'll be in like year three of the pandemic. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what else you're going to add by infusing the slasher genre to it. And it's very weird to me. We're back in the like, why didn't you have a plan? We're back in the Star Wars sequel land. And I'm like, you announced these two movies, Kills and Ends, back to back at Comic-Con in June of 2019. I was under the assumption that y'all had written two scripts. Right. <laughs> yeah. And it's clear that you no? wrote one. And then like, I have some words on a blurb for some sec- a second one, but we haven't written a script. That's literally what they like it's Horror and the slasher genre are great places for like political and social commentary. But I don't know that Michael Myers is the messenger for, and I could be wrong. This could come out in a, in a year and I'll sit Ooh, on this great. podcast and be like, yeah. oh. But I think, I mean, stuff like The Purge, we sort of expect to have those political messages because they've sort of always been ingrained in the DNA of what those films are. Uh, and then a lot of horror movies is based on like social class. We've talked about this in previous stuff. Like that's sort of what these films do. But I, I, I never have gotten that inclination from anything that Michael Myers or Jason have ever, ever done. So it's kind of very, very difficult for me to be like, cool, now we're going to get really politicized in this, uh, I, I, I guess. But it doesn't feel like that. I, the only reason why I have a problem with that for this is that in the 20, 2018 Halloween, we got none of that. And I feel like if you're doing a trilogy, then you would have planted the seeds there first. Yeah, that theme was much more personal. We weren't really doing right. any like big things. And now it's like, how does this killer, if anything, you would almost want to like, you know, they had the podcasters in 2018. I'm like, if anything, you should now be a true crime phenomenon mm-hmm. and we should be dealing with like the trauma of a, I don't know what we're going to do. It doesn't matter. But I'm like, if we're doing trauma of a person, trauma of a city, I guess trauma of a country would be next. So but it really is a, it's, I don't know. That makes me less excited, I think. Yeah, it does for me too. And especially, I think just the way that this movie ends where I, I was like, and now I really don't care about what, because they do the whole thing where they try to make, like, make him more than a man, which is, I guess that's an option. Although I, it's I what we keep doing. Yeah, it's like, why do we go right back to that? But the way that they do this in this, like just pissed me off. Because this whole movie, they're talking about evil never dies, and like we're gonna be a mob, we're gonna be a mob, we're gonna mob up. They get him. They have they have a sequence when Michael Myers is in the middle of the street, picks up his mask, and is like, all right, let's do this. And they're all surrounding him, and they all attack him one by one. Yeah, they that's, really go turtles against Shredder. Not how a mob works at all, guys. <laughs> You're going to lose this. No, yeah, that 
that was such a cool setup because I was like, he puts on the mask, and I was like, oh, this oh, is they're gonna, great. Yeah, like, and then yeah, it was like Leonardo goes, and then Donatello <laughs> goes, and then Mikey goes, and there's just no Casey Jones to crush him <laughs> at the end. Like, so so it doesn't really work. But the the, the setup to even get to that plan didn't work for me because you've got two people in the house Which... getting annihilated. And then, why they separate in that house still does not make sense to me did none of these people watch scooby-doo <laughs> like we, we're, we're trying so hard this is the middle movie which is always a, a challenge in a trilogy i think because it's generally when the hero loses but it's a horror franchise so the hero is constantly losing that's kind right. of its bag um you're dealing with a big cliffhanger, which they don't really do, especially no. if you're gonna do a time jump into post-COVID You actually world. take the, the weight out of the, the button at the end of this, if you're doing a time jump. Right, uh, yeah, right? I was like, oh, we're just gonna move on. Right. But then you get this bizarre plan that like, Karen, Judy Greer is acting as if her daughter being in the house is part of the plan. She shows up stabs him in the back which she can only do if the daughter's being attacked this was right. not discussed prior no takes off his mask which we've now established to everybody that it is about the house so part right. of me was like she's going to take his mask and he's just going to go he's just going to go right back upstairs down. because he, he doesn't care i don't give a shit about the mask <laughs> yeah it it works this mask that he just picked randomly out of a halloween store in the 70s lures him out right she then runs a full block and a half to a like circle of cars that at first I was like, oh, cool. We're going to do some like sign shit and pincer in between these cars. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, then we turtles won him. Um, <laughs> then we had this weird dual monologue with Laurie Strode and the cop about how it's nobody's fault. And then he says, if only we knew then what we know. And Terrence, if I said that to you, you would go, Blake, what new information what, do we have? What do we know now? And I would have an answer for that. <laughs> and I, I walked on, I was like, what is he talking about? Because we haven't established anything supernatural. No. We haven't established that he can like heal or the paganism. We haven't done any of that work. Especially we just keep for the two saying of, he's not a man. Especially for the two of them who have been on a bed cart the entire movie. So they've gained no more knowledge of anything than the film before, which that was not yeah. brought up at all. It's like, <laughs> all they know is he's looking out the window. That's like the new, that's the new piece of the lore is this window. And he's yeah. looking at himself or he's looking at something. But I was like, what, what, are you guys, what are you guys talking about? And they say that, and then he gets up and he kills everybody. Yeah. And then you cut back to Karen and the daughter on the ground. It's full spoiler alert. You know, she goes upstairs to look out the window. And I thought she's going to see something out that window. And it's going to be awesome. And we're going to cut. And Halloween ends is going to be all about whatever Michael's been looking Never at. Whatever the hell she's, right, whatever no, he's been she at. just gets stabbed. Michael's behind her. Yeah. End of film. You now yeah. have no heroes left. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a part of the reason why they got to do a time jump is just to get Jamie Lee back on the board because she's too injured to be effective if they continue and right after the, this film. So then I have to beg the question, are we even doing anything new? Because we've been to the hospital setting in Halloween 2. 
we so did the mob mentality in Halloween 4. We've killed yeah. the, the main character in almost every horror movie ever made. We've have done like kind of cliffhangers we've done big family reveals that's like screams back and the surprising i'm behind you you don't know about it is like the most famous kill in in friday the 13th when he comes through the window with the bag on his head so like we've now we're now just mining all these different wells pretending it's new and pretending we're going somewhere different and even frankly a post-covid pandemic world horror has explored (laughs) like We've done quiet, like what is this going to be? Quiet place meets Halloween. I said quiet. Right. So we have movies like this, The Quiet Place, and pretty much uh, the Twenty One Days Later. Like those type of films exist. So I don't really know what and and exist. And I would say probably do a much better job of it. So I don't know what you're going to pencil in here because you have to do that plus still be a slasher film. I mean, unless this is really going to be like the media's misreporting on Michael Myers, and it's okay to live in Haddonfield, like we're going to do some Watchmen go back to New York campaign. Like, right? What you know what I mean? I'm like, what are you even going to do with that? I think they also they 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 sort of you sort of pin yourself in a, to a corner when you make uh, Michael Myers this supernatural killer, and then we go to this last one like this ends. So some like you now have to one posit and explain why he's supernatural or why that is the way it is, and have to explain how we are capable of stopping him because he is not. You've now built him to be more than just flesh and blood. Yeah, and I really just don't think we're setting up anything. No, I feel At like they're, they're, just winging, <laughs> they're just winging this. These are yeah. folks who are like, hey, I like Halloween. I'm going to do my own thing with Halloween. I'm going to create a story, which is fine. But if you're going to posit the fact you're doing a trilogy, uh, that I, I, I really I really am annoyed that these studios or whatnot are giving folks the, the license to do trilogies without having any type of a story past the first film. Yeah, at least think about trilogies when you make them you don't have to go in with a five-year plan no but like you know how a trilogy works you You know what these things service (laughs) service your story service your character let's get something new now there were things that i liked we've been kind of hard on this for a while but the question of why are we here i'm like i I don't i don't have an answer i don't have an answer i really don't yeah and a part of me is like maybe we'll have an answer in a year maybe halloween ends we'll have some like big grandiose thing that ties all four of these movies together if you include john carpenter's halloween yeah and we'll we'll have this very cool deep interesting thematic story and i i said that in regards when i when i reviewed this for the the youtube channel i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna review this now but i i kind of hold my my final feeling until i get that third film to see if there's an overarching story that they're telling um and i the fact that i heard that the pandemic thing was sort of a part of it soured me a little bit but I still was like well let me give them the benefit of the doubt let me f- let them finish this and then I will too we'll yeah. see you know, I feel let's like. see let's yeah. see yeah but like you know we'll be back here rebooting again and again and again and again but then you know I don't know then you get into the humor of it which I just sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't but this is not the scream franchise and no. this is not like horror with humor, I feel like go very hand in hand, very cousins, set up, set up punchline, set up, mm-hmm. set up scare. But it's almost used here to diffuse the people that we're killing. And I feel like that's when I want to sympathize and empathize with them the most. Right. And we keep making them like we, 
you know, we kill one of them right after he gets rejected and is walking around being like, the dance made me horny. And I'm like, I don't fuck, kill this kid. He should be dead. What are yeah. we doing? Like, <laughs> there's so many just weird moments where I'm like, why did we, we, we just deflated that like character the, in their the, final moments. The older couple, uh, their, their, their moment should be, play, should not be played for laughs, but that's where it comes off. And so by the time that it ends, even their death sequence when Mike, which I think is cool, and it's all cool to do service for Mike, but him like taking knives out of the block and just stabbing him over and over until he gets the knife that he wants is great for him. <laughs> I also like that moment because there's a weird part about Michael that no one really talks about where he, like he's sort of a performance, performance artist. Oh, he, 100%. Like, even, in, even in the first one, I gotta go get the grave. Yeah. I'm gonna go kill this woman. Oh, but he's all set up. Near the he's woman. like... He, he, as broken and crazy as this person is he has a game he's like i'm gonna dig up my sister and put her in the bed and like put the cemetery like the block here you're you're going to be in for a show and then i'm going to put your friends strategically around it's going to be cool <laughs> like he keeps kind of doing this and a part of me is like oh you know we've never really seen him work as an artist <laughs> and here he is with these knives like figuring it all out like when so I was he like, that's looks, cool. When he just looks over and he, he's like, oh, you have a knife and how he does with the halogen light. I was like, oh, Michael is in this. Like he's thought some of this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> he's a performer, you know, he's a tortured <laughs> artist. That'll be this misinformation, you know, really, if he had done well in art school. He would be a macabre artist. I like this bought guy. him those finger paints for Christmas <laughs> you know, the year before Halloween. But no, no, the Easy Bake Oven. And then he got that knife and then... Mm. All the rest of they say is history. <laughs> um, it, yeah, so it's it's interesting. And I feel like if you weren't a fan, like whatever you felt about 2018, it's how you feel here. And I feel like that's how you'll feel it ends. But, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think it's going, for me, it's going the wrong way. I, I really much appreciated the character study of 2018 more than I did this, where this just becomes like, oh, this is a typical slasher. Just shallow action. Just yeah. slasher. We're back um, to the slashers. But there's some fun. There is some fun slashing stuff in here. Like I, I, Michael was having some fun kills. I, I love to see there was, for the first time, especially in these films, we have like African-American couple in here and they they get their comeuppance just like everybody else does. And it's pretty brutal how they do it. And I was like, oh, this is, there are some inventive depths here. And this is where you can see the time was spent on those. Um, and I won't ruin them because they're they're glorious, but they are some fun deaths in here. Uh, I just wish that the, the script matched the the level of intrigue or interest that went into yeah, those very, deaths. It's very interesting because I'm like, clearly he can direct horror because right. there's very tense moments, there's mm -hmm. gory moments, there's scary moments. He's the, even when he's just far away from the park with the kids, I'm like, that's great. It is a lot of great stuff with the our LGBTQ couple that's in the house. A lot yeah. of good stuff with them. I I just feel like they made this awkward middle movie, and are now and then didn't have this like third one set up. And I really, I was really prepared for a giant cliffhanger and go, well, now what? And instead I'm just sort of like, yeah, it's just gonna be Halloween three. Like, Yeah, like this didn't, this doesn't either A, make me excited for the third one or have a thread long, like that's big enough. I'm like, man, I can't wait till we get back to this world. I left that movie like, yeah, that's pretty much what I expected to happen. I guess we're gonna do something different. He's gonna yeah, finish like the rest of the family in three, I don't know. 
parts of it were kind of cool seeing the different ways that he's traumatized these people this cop who shot his partner this town that's freaking out i was like there's a a lot of things but was, we don't really take the time to let them bake it's funny because the the, the marketing for this had been leaning in pretty heavy to legacy characters or the characters that survived the first one survivors if they will um, and like the opening act with Tommy doing the, the announcement at the bar, that was all really well done. I thought it was handled pretty quickly. The most um, awkward though, welcome to our talent show. I'm going to shine this light at these murder survivors and now watch this ventriloquist act. What? what? <laughs> yeah. Guys, before we get started on our fun, goofy night, did you know we have three people who are victims of a serial killer here today? They and have, they are right there. And then that one was the survivor. That one had her daughter. Came, like, stop. Stand up, man. Take a bow. <laughs> hey. But we end up, they don't last long. And so you're kind of just like, well, then I feel like that's your story right there. Like the survivors. Yeah, brought them back just to be like, they're back. They're back to to be fodder. Like, I, I feel like that's sort of the story here is to sort of explain how the survivors, whatever trauma they've gone through, that would have been the better play here. Uh, and say we get Tommy being a caricature of a person who just lost his mind. It's like, let's, I'm so angry, let's fight. And the rest of them, we don't really know much for. And, and, and Lori is on the bench for the entire movie. Yeah. Right. And then even like the daughter who goes off on her own is pretty much relegated to being in the back of this car the entire time. Which was a bizarre choice. Uh, again, yeah. I, 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 the, this poster and these posters have the, the strode women. I think it even has a tagline about how strong the women are. But none of them do anything in this. In this no, film. the script doesn't really allow them to. And the, yeah. we spend most of it, like most of the story comes from this police officer who we didn't know about. Right. And Tommy, like that's literally the, the, that's the story here. Yeah, yeah, and this like kid who was trick-or-treating and had him standing over. Because also for adding a lot of legacy characters, they were also like, there were other ones though. These are legacy characters that you may not have seen. They said their name once, but we're gonna we're gonna make it. Like, oh, we're doing out. Mortal Kombat video game rules now, or if they were introduced in the third game, we're gonna reboot them into the first one. You know, they've been here the whole time. He was there. He was on the other side of the street. You just didn't look he wasn't that playable. way. Playable. You just didn't know. <laughs> A lot going on. It's <laughs> yeah, interesting, movie, but it is. This movie is. No, so this movie does a lot of that. Go ahead. But uh, you know, it's on track to do like fifty million. So obviously, we're going to be fine. The the the, the Halloween franchise isn't going anywhere. Which is an interesting number, considering that it was also released on Peacock. It's clear that no one chose to watch it in that manner. No, well, I think. I guess Malignant kind of proves the other side, but one, Peacock has ads if it's free. Peacock has ads if you pay. I give so much money to Peacock, $10, 10 of my dollars a month, <laughs> go to this stupid Peacock app so I can watch shows that I enjoy. And they do make a lot of good original content. If you haven't seen Girls 5 ever, or One of Us is Live. Girls 5 ever, Saved by the Bell. There's some good stuff over there on Peacock. And yet, it is not enough for me to watch a newly released film without ads. I would rather just pay the $10 to go to the theater then. I don't, because the Peacock ads are just for Peacock. I'm here. I'm giving you all the money I can Please give Please subscribe to this, the, the service that you are currently God, it, watching. I'm already here. <laughs> Stop. This is insane. It should know that I'm here or it's for something that I'm in the middle of watching. 
I was like, I'm well, not going to start nice. Halloween Kills to then have a trailer for Halloween Kills on the app that I'm watching it on. We're not doing that. Yeah. So I think that's part of it. I also think like this to me is a movie you have to see in a theater because I really enjoyed it. And then the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, it's a little silly, isn't it? But the communal ride. Communal experiences for horror movies are, are still a thing. And I think that's a part of it. Like people are like, I want to be around other people that want to experience this together that we can kind of go through this ride as one whereas if you're watching this at home you really don't get you don't get that um so I, I i that makes sense right that's kind of how i feel i'm like oh yeah these are we're here i think we're trained to see this one in a theater franchise stuff when you look at malignant i'm like well it was an original movie mm-hmm. people will stay home and not risk it but this is this is halloween kills yeah yeah. And there, it lives up to that name. It does. He, he kills a lot. <laughs> so yeah, I would say if you're feeling safe and up to it, see it in a theater, but they have the Peacock option. I'm still all about this split. We're still in the pandemic, so I say keep... I like having an up. option. Like if there's a movie that I don't want to see in the theater, I, I wish all films gave me the option. I'm probably always going to default to going to a theater uh unless there's something like timing wise i just can't like oh, i can't get out of work fast enough and i don't feel like going to like the nine o'clock show screw it i can just cut it on whenever i want to give me the option i'm not one but i know there are a lot of spots that are starting to get pretty heavily affected again so give the option i, I don't think there's anything wrong with that yeah, I don't, yeah there's a there's a lot of stuff that comes out that i'm still like oh, i would just watch this at home if i could and save two trips to burbank Right. Like, I, I want to see The Last Duel. There's no way that I'm watching. I'm going back. I'm not going back this weekend to another no. theater. To watch yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, guys, I think that's our show. That's Halloween Kills, one of the most anticipated movies of the year that I think left us wanting more. Ironically, more of what we had before. Like, now <laughs> I'm like, find the middle ground, story and kills. I want them both. Um, yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully there's a big payoff. Hopefully we can see all the things we want to see. And if not, did I don't know. Give it another 10 years. They'll make another one. And Jamie Lee will be 85. <laughs> I, yeah, like, yeah, we'll just, we'll keep going. Who cares? Yeah. Man in a white mask, killing some babysitters. That's all you need for that first one to work. That's it. You can just, we'll keep doing that forever. And you will have to keep listening to us forever by hitting subscribe and leaving us a review. And you can then follow the show on Hollywood ADI on Twitter and Instagram. Terrence has all the other reviews and trailer reactions on our YouTube channel, which you can also subscribe to. And then we have our two spinoff podcasts, the Marvel pair up about Disney plus shows with the history of a genre that they're in, be it time travel, sitcoms, or Marvel's own movies. And we have You Can't Do That Anymore about movies that you might not be able to do anymore in today's world, be it because they haven't aged well or because they just wouldn't make any money. (laughs) And we will see you guys next week. Later.